Well, good afternoon, evening, morning, whatever. I always say afternoon. I did it last week. I'm going to do it this week. I'm going to do it this week because that's our 50th episode. Our 50th anniversary almost. Yeah, huh? Wow. It's been a month of anniversaries. <laughs> 16th wedding anniversary, 50th podcast episode anniversary. <laughs> wow. I've worked out that's probably about 45 hours of us nattering away. Yeah, right. That's not true because there's we actually do it for a lot longer than you guys here. It's probably over about 70 hours, 70 plus hours that we've spent here in the pink studio. Yeah. Originally in the kitchen though. No, I can't believe that. I think back to and think, God, that was unprofessional. <laughs> Sitting in the kitchen, so unprofessional. <laughs> I do as well, and I don't... And uncomfortable, not to mention. We're on the fucking kitchen stools, which are not great. You should go back and listen to the first episode. I don't want to. No, I don't either. I don't want to know. I I can't. I've even thought about, oh, we might just delete that from... (laughs) 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 We just might unpublish it. It's a bit like what the kids do on their Instagram accounts. They go through and delete all their fucking old photos. I said, well, would you do that? Oh, no one wants photos on there from when they were all fucking, you know, 12. <laughs> oh, God, shit. I didn't know that was an option. I no. didn't know you went through and deleted things. So, so yeah. yeah. Look, no, leave it because... The first few are up there for, for perpetuity. Hopefully we've improved, maybe. Not many episodes left until the end of the year. The year is getting away very, very, very quickly. Well, I think most of us are quite happy with that. Yeah, but there's, there's that... And then there is the weeks dwindling away and all the things you have to do before the Christmas period kicks in. Yes, you're under more pressure than I am in that department. Yeah, I, I think just have to keep running a gym. A, a so. lot of people. At the end of next week, I've got four weeks. That's not, that, yes. that's not enough time. Yes. If you and I go away for a couple of days, we, we actually have four, four and a half weeks until the end of our year. I'm hoping that happens. Mind you, the accommodation places have, uh, you know... Jack to the old what COVID are. dilemma? Yeah, particularly in the Hunter Valley because the people from Sydney are going there, yeah. and so they're taking their money and us country I'm a, folk. I'm a bit miffed because we're the type of folk that prop up the Hunter Valley throughout the year, and yeah, then we, these we Sydney folks go. come in with their helicopters and the <laughs> like. <laughs> Fucking chopper in, oh, they do. Shit, I'd love a chopper just to be able to chopper <laughs> off somewhere, <laughs> just in the backyard. Yeah. Imagine you get the helipad out. I can just see it out there. I can see I'm why... I'm sure it would actually fit in the backyard there I, anyway. I understand why then some people get their pilot's licence. If they can so afford they can it to fly. get... They can just fly anywhere. No, who was just flying somewhere the other day? You tell me that. Someone had to fly. Someone just flew somewhere. Or was it a client? Might have been a client. I've I don't cli- know. I, I don't know anyone who has a sneaky plane in the backyard. I they do. Can just I do. Clients of mine do have yeah. planes. They they fly to Sydney. They just take the whole family just get in a little plane. The kids are pretty unimpressed that there's no hostie with the <laughs> snackaroonies, though. Apparently, <laughs> true story. Bring your own snackaroonies. Yes, have what you like. Bring your iPad. God, there was someone I came across once in a in a previous life when I was working at a car dealership. Mm. And I had to take a car out. It was getting serviced out to the airport. But the guy wasn't even driving it back to Brisbane. He was flying back to Brisbane. 
He was very impressed with himself. I don't know what happened to the car. Well, he probably just leaves it there in a fucking storage thing. Probably, but he had... When he, when he choppers into Brisbane, he can just he zip was, around town. He was so happy to just nerd on to me about, about his the plane. Oh, no, the plane. He, he had a plane. Yeah. You just go above the traffic. Above well, the traffic. You sure do. That's the whole idea. To Woomba to Brisbane. I, yeah, that's good. But that's a, it's only a 90-minute drive. Yeah, it's well, it would big. take like, what, 20? Uh, 20 fuck, minutes. Not even. 15. Mind, mind you, the plane that he had. Yeah, you wouldn't get me in that fucking shit. Nah. It would have been made out of balsa wood and yeah, your booty bands. The light. Like, the light. Yeah. The light <laughs> those light planes. Every week there's like a light plane crash on the news. And also those choppers like they have in the Hunter Valley. Go for a scenic chopper. Fuck no. I look like I could punch a hole in that fucking chopper. No, thank you. No, they don't look. They nah. don't look adequate enough. Get me enough, in a real, like a proper one, like the president gets in. That's what I'll get in. Hey, do you want to get into mailbag first, or yeah. I've done my work? Let's do mailbag. No worries. Quite a few in mailbag this week. You said that this week. Bizarrely, yeah. Some weeks are better than others. Some weeks are busy. Some weeks are not. Um, this week I had a listener called Mel. Who messaged and said that she has now gone, she has had a mild prolapse and after our Safe Return to Exercise episode with Jen, she has now gone and seen a women's health physio and is having that looked at and treated and all the rest of it. That is excellent. Yes. We it have made me really happy. You have made a difference to one person. Yeah. And, and I was, that means the past 50 weeks have been worthwhile. <laughs> yeah, really it does because... That's a life-altering thing, so yeah. that's really cool. And she said she was just so glad that we talked about it openly and because to her it was something that's, that's quite embarrassing and it doesn't need to be, obviously does not need to be. No. So that's quite cool. Jane has now bought and is using the Dermavine. Remember in the beauty episode we talked yes. about how I use, I love the old Dermavine cleanser, but she's pretty cute. She goes, I'm using it and she said, my skin feels so nice. She said, but all I can think of is it's for face and fanny. Uh, Shannon from Canada messaged in and said, just finished listening to the podcast on exercise addiction and super appreciated your vulnerability in sharing your story. So beautiful. Also, I was dying laughing at how many times you said the word bung at one point, like bung shoulder, bung hip, <laughs> bung knee. It made me giggle so hard on my commute. <laughs> when she wrote whatever, I'm like, Bung, what's that mean? And then I'm like, oh, yeah, like bung me, yeah. That so must like personal be, trainer talk. And yeah. It must be Australian personal trainer talk, I think talk, it maybe. must just be Australian. I can't think of any other nationality that says bung. Yeah, you got a bung hip, bung knee, yeah. Anyway. It's I, I, like it's Sheila. Funny. Yeah, Sheila's actually a name like it in is. countries. Do we call people Sheila? No, Na- it's children? Colloqui- do we name children no, Sheila? You wouldn't, well, we do, mm. but you wouldn't think you would do it. No. Because it's colloquialism yes. for a girl or a woman. It's weird. Do people still use the term Sheila's? Yeah, and some Sheila, yeah, I've heard it. Uh, the best one is... Listen, some Sheila come in with a bung knee <laughs> <laughs> and a bung hip and a bung shoulder. It was absolutely rooted. Um, <laughs> yeah. Which is the best one because... We should Amer- do an episode on, on Australian colloquialisms, colloquial... Yeah, I know. I don't know how to say Colloquialisms. La, la, la. Mm, I don't want to say it again. Mm-mm. Slang. Root is the best because Americans use root as to encourage someone. We're, so we're, I'm we're, rooting I'm, for I'm you. I'm rooting for you. <laughs> it's like, that's weird. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> 
Um, and then my last one, Kaz. Uh, she listens while she mows. She's mailbagged She's mailbagged before. before, yeah. She listens while she mows. She loved the kitchen appliance episode. We must have been talking about, I can't even fucking remember Thermo what one mixes. it is. Yeah, that's one. That's and one. And how shit they were. Yeah, so she's like, she she's now put the sandwich press into action. She sent me a photo and she's cooking uh, fritters on it. And then she said about the Thermomix, the Thermomix episode. I loved every second of that podcast. <laughs> and then she sent me a photo. I dug, you're a legend. I dug my sandwich press out thanks to the podcast. No fucking flipping needed. So she cooked on both sides. And then she said the next message was, my $2,000 Thermomix cannot do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it cannot. No, it- Was that all for your mailbag? Yes. I got nothing else. Now. Last week, we signposted or forewarned a new segment of Shit We Missed. Yes, I, I don't have anything. I do. Oh, yeah. Well, you're I the one every week who things. has things. Yeah, so, without further ado, it's time to recap last week's podcast with Shit We Missed. <laughs> you like that? I do. It's and very game showy. I like nothing it. Nothing like a bit of a 50s big yes. band to draw the attention. So, what did we miss? Last week, we're talking about our wedding. Yes. Few things we missed about our wedding okay. last week. Yeah. One surprise to no one who listens to this podcast deals with my father. And we had the traditional wedding, and we probably were at the tail end in where the bride's family paid for the wedding and the groom's family yeah. paid for the bar tab. Listen, we were. That <laughs> doesn't happen anymore. But no. listen, back in the good old days, you kids, yeah, the bride's dad basically paid for the everything, and then the groom's dad paid for the paid grog, for the grog. Which, when you had a group like we had, wasn't a small bill. Now it wasn't a small bill, but it was the beer and wine on the tab. My dad. Coming to the later stages of the night. Yes. Had probably had his fill of beer, mm. which we got 4X in for well, him. Well, they didn't sell it here. 4X gold was a thing, but they didn't have 4X bitter. And my dad's an old school. Yeah. And he, 4X bitter, and that's all he'll have. We actually got the venue to get 4X bitter for him for the wedding. But by the end of that, he then felt like a bit of a rum. He went to the bar. And ask the barman whether it was possible. Oh, and he's paying the bill. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> would it be okay? Would it be okay yeah, if okay, I got mate, a rum? Would it be okay yeah. if I got one rum? Yeah. The, the, the barman or the venue manager, I can't remember, he just mm. looked at him mm. very earnestly mm. and said, Greg, you're paying for this tab. <laughs> you can have whatever the fuck you like. <laughs> <laughs> so cute. <laughs> That's adorable. Another one. I think I remember then he was like a bit, uh, and I don't know whether this is right, but I think it was a bit like, you know, someone's like, oh, could, you, like, you, you want a vodka? Like, you know, yeah. bit a few a few of these yeah. you know, spirits coming at the end of the night. Who he, else? He probably did. Yeah, he probably yeah. did a few shouts. Yeah, he did. I think he did towards the end. Being the yeah. father of the yes, groom. Yes, yes, yes. I know they kicked us out. We had to leave. We didn't want to leave. Oh, this is, they kicked us out the night before it. <laughs> they kicked us out the night of it. Like, you know. <laughs> You've got to go and spend your wedding night together. And what that entailed was you removing about 1172 bobby pins from my fucking head. Because back in the day, it was a bobby pinned up do that you had. Yep. The other thing we missed, and you were pretty good as a bride. You were quite chilled throughout mm. the whole wedding planning process. It wasn't too bad. There was one thing mm. that got you. Can you remember? Uh, I can't remember, but I remember I shot the guy a look. <laughs> and he, he fucking sort of... Shot me. He looked back at me and sort of scuttled. <laughs> I can't remember what it was about though. 
a microphone not working. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, that's very, fair enough. It, was that at our actual wedding? It was our actual wedding. Right. It came time for the speeches yep. and they had the microphone set up next to the bridal table. Yep. And it wouldn't work. Someone's got up and gone, check one, two. And it didn't work. You were at the furthest end of the venue. The bar was at the other end. Mm, mm, and mm, the look you mm, gave, like I if, still remember. if lasers were invented. Yeah. Like you, you probably invented lasers that <laughs> night with your eyes. And I, I hastily. Any, it was Wayne, I remember. It was Wayne. <laughs> I remember he looked and he was all, he was like the stunned emoji just staring at me. <laughs> and it was, I think I was like, you know, my eyes were like, I, like I wanted to mouth, you know, no. Good enough. Yeah, it did, that's exactly the look you yes, gave. So yes. I was sitting next to you and I went, oh, <laughs> they'd probably want to sort this microphone <laughs> issue out pretty quickly. And yeah. they did. Good on them. Good on them. <laughs> it was a great day. <laughs> so good. <laughs> From one superfluous audio grab to another. Okay, everybody right to go? Everyone ready to go? Everybody right to go? Is that yes or not? Not yet. It's all right, I'll wait. Afternoon, you guys right to go? All right to go. Everybody right to go? Very good, thanks for joining us. I feel disappointed about it, but I fear that our run of of using Dan is coming to an end. Yes, because of all the days of double digits. Yeah. Double zero, sorry. Double zeros. (laughs) Double donuts. Donuts. Double donuts. donuts. That's what they're called, yeah. The, The thing with the donuts, so Melburnians are celebrating another donut day by going out and knocking back half a dozen Krispy Kremes. Oh, are they? Yeah, 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 yeah. They're oh. actually <laughs> buying donuts for donut day to oh, celebrate. Them. Yeah. The thing, some people are buying the jam donuts, which kind of defeats the purpose because the purpose of the donut is to have the hole oh. in the middle. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Did you were you a fan of a jam donut? Loved a jam yeah, donut. Yeah, I didn't like one too yeah. back in the day. And just a plain hot cinnamon donut. Yeah. Yeah. Fresh out the fryer. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. That, look, I'll even go cinnamon donut bites, really. Yes, I wouldn't the do holes. it now, but yes. Back in, <laughs> listen, back in the day. <laughs> I was going to say the good old days. Yeah, the good old days. But I do. I fear if we, we once we come to this calendar year and things we'll stay the same, I one. think we'll have to bid a farewell to Dan. Oh, it's been fun, Dan. It has. It, it's been enjoyable. Look, it brings us on to this week's topic and this week's guest and joining us in the pink studio. I haven't fallen on a term because it is your office. It is. But then once a week it becomes a studio. And sometimes I want to say the pink office, sometimes I want to say the pink studio. The pink room. The pink, oh, the pink room. I'll Mm. take the pink room. Mm. Thank you. I'm glad we've sorted that out. Let me duly note that down. Mm. It's a very good afternoon and welcome to Dr. Amanda Jeffries, clinical and health psychologist. Hi, Kev. <laughs> Good to be here. Welcome. Thank you for taking time out to have a chat to us this afternoon. Well, it's actually really good to be here and see the pink studio. <laughs> in, in it's real very life. impressive. It's the pink room now. <laughs> a, guest, a guest in the pink room. We've spoken about body image before with, with mm. women and, you know, I've given some tips on what women can do to try and help their own body image. But one thing that comes up, and it's, it comes up a lot in the gym with mums, is helping kids and teens and tweens with their poor body image. But we specifically had a dad that, that messaged in and said that he had daughters and, you know, what, what are things that you can do that can kind of help? I don't know enough about it to sort of comment on it myself. I do what I think you should do, but 
Christ, you know, we're all like, it's parents, like, like we're all parenting, just, yeah. we're all just fucking winging it. So yeah. why not get a professional in? And um, is that something you see a lot, Amanda? Parents reaching out in terms of assistance and advice when it comes to body image? You see parents now, thankfully, reaching out across a range of things, mm. which is just amazing. And it's something that's really important because what we've seen is this escalation in when we think about teens and tweens and young adolescents, but also young adults, mm. it's just a really difficult transition. I don't think it's ever been easy, but the influences we have now are so broad and that's mm. making a really big impact. So we're seeing lots of research showing what those impacts are looking like. So there's a lot of research showing that social media is like a very big factor because it, as we all know as adults, full of images of everyone looking super cool, even though we all know in real life they mm. don't look that cool. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um, and a lot of those images are so manufactured that, you know, it's just not a real perspective of what life looks like or what our world looks like or even what it looks like to have fun. And mm. I've got some great examples. You know, I was down at uh, in Sydney. My daughter was at a gym work there that... You know, it's quite a nice little gym and I'm like, oh, I'll just drop in, do a casual session, you know, with you, it'll be great. Pretty soon after we were kind of, you know, hammering away on the treadmill, this, you know, nice young female came in, of course, you know, picked up a few weights, put them in front of the mirror, <laughs> set herself up really nicely, <laughs> took a couple of pictures, yeah. put the weights back on the rack and yeah. went home. Wow. Yeah. You know, so it's just so artificial and it just doesn't make any sense to any of us as adults. But of course, if you're a young person and mm. that's the kind of images that you're seeing, mm. where everyone else looks like they're having fun or got some kind of perfect you know physique or you know perfect life mm. which we all know is not real see because we weren't exposed to that obviously when we were young because social media didn't exist to me no. when i was sort of a teen a, a teenager and i had terrible body image oh, i, I was a very both. awkward yeah. very awkward teenager as well which didn't help <laughs> um i had a perm a spiral perm acne and braces so look it was a hard time but we went off things that we saw in dolly magazine you know that they were the girls that we wanted to be so and even those girls back then were not as perfect as the images that we're seeing you know even in that magazine back then the models and stuff were still regular kind of little girls you know they weren't contour within an inch of their life and and you know perfect like the kardashians the ones that i think of like kendall and Kylie, you know, those... Absolutely. Um, and it's quite kind of interesting because I've been in lots of different magazines and seriously, they made me look amazing because mm. they can Photoshop the hell out of you and you, you know, you look slim, you look not bruised, you're not bumped around, you, you know, everything's kind of very tidy. Mm. But, you know, I think trying to get a handle on that for our young people is really quite a tricky space to mm. be in. So mm. what surprises me when I talk to clients in my gym is that body image issues are starting like really young. What we know is that six-year-olds now know mm. what dieting is, mm. you know, which is amazing. So we, why we think do they? about that. And, and it's often driven by parental influence yes. and modelling. And, and when you think about 
you know, you've talked about women with body image. You know, how many women don't yeah. feel good in their own no, skin? You no. know, I, I wrote an article just recently for equestrian sports mm. because women don't feel okay in jodhpurs. Now, I don't feel okay in jodhpurs. <laughs> I can't imagine Kev feeling Kev. okay in jodhpurs. Oh, well, I don't feel okay in jodhpurs. <laughs> I feel better in jodhpurs. Kev, <laughs> Kev reckons they're called jodhpurs, and I said they're not. <laughs> Well, I well, stand by my comments. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. I can't imagine because don't they kind of balloon out of the sides as well? They're a weird-looking pant, aren't they? Oh, they're. A, they could even come under the pantaloon category. Yeah, they're yeah. bizarre. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Right, so that's interesting. So you wrote an article for those women. Yeah, because yeah. but when we we're talking about our young people and they're mm. exposed and their mums and their parents and don't feel okay about where they're at. How mm. on earth can we model that appropriately for our kids? You know, yes. so I know when I grew up in the seventies and the eighties, like my mum and I'm sure your mum, Kev, my mum was constantly on a diet, constantly. Yeah. So as a little kid, all I saw was my mum on different diets. You know, I remember my grandma, my grandma eating a grapefruit for breakfast. <laughs> because <laughs> can you imagine eating a grapefruit for breakfast? Yeah, who because, does that? Because it meant to burn fat. Remember, this is what in the seventies. You know, what I remember well as well. Mm. I hate to say that, but <laughs> yeah. it's true. Oh, we're all in the same boat, Amanda. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Was that we were influenced by our society and what was in our environment, which at that point was, sure, our own families and everything else. Mm. But we weren't influenced by um, our full society all kind of on the same wavelength or pushing the same thing. And then we go to school and all our peers are pushing the same thing. And it's it's just that that becomes then the norm, which of course is an abnorm. Mm. Yes. And, and not healthy in any real way. You know, like I see beautiful young people all the time and their peers are critical and terrible to them. Now, there's lots of good things on social media and I'm not blaming social media mm. per se for the whole picture. Yeah. But we've got to realise that these messages are coming through from television, you know. Um, mm. It's an amplification. Definitely. Mm. It's Definitely. in all aspects And it's of coming life. from everywhere. So you knew there around. was a reason we needed an expert. Yeah. <laughs> yes. because, it, because it would be easy to say, oh, well, don't let your kid have social media. But that you doesn't know, Will matter. that solve the problem? No, it definitely doesn't solve the problem, and mm. we know that. Mm. But it does raise lots of things that we can kind of think about and go, look, how do, how do I improve this for my family? Yeah. Mm. Because I think, you know, as parents, we, we've got to lead the way. Mm. You know, we, we know that there's programs in schools. We know all of those things now about, you know, how to not take all of this stuff on board that's mm. on social media. But we've now seen in Australia particularly numerous examples where that's gone haywire and there's been really bad outcomes. Mm. And so, sure, it's part of the picture, um, but what we need to do is think about those much broader global influences that are touching us every day touches us when we go out with our friends it touches us when we are at school it touches us when we're talking to you know the latest boy that they're you know chatting up or mm. any of those things and there's lots of criticisms and I think when we get caught up and buy into those criticisms and don't learn how to manage our own cognitive processes mm. Mm. and that's a hard thing for a young person that's well tough. it's hard for a friggin adult you know, it's hard for a fucking 45-year-old woman, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. You know, like mm. I was thinking about it today. I have a, what I would call a fairly healthy body image. You know, I'll, I have the odd day where I'm like, oh, God, you're bloated. Or, you know, but I'm not – I never look in the mirror and go, ugh. But I didn't feel that way probably until I reckon – I don't know, to maybe – what do you reckon, 40? I reckon like 40. You're fully comfortable, yeah. I think. And so that's a long time, isn't it? So how do we help 
you know, these kids that are only bloody eight or 15, 16, 22 young navigate. people. Yeah, to navigate it. There's, there's lots of cool things and there are probably a lot of cool things that you already know about, yep. which is great. And it's really nice for me to come on and just talk about these things that are really basic and common sense. Mm. But it's exactly the parts that we've started talking about is, you know, having really good discussions about limiting social media, but also just having selective social media. Yeah, I was going to say, know? who are they following? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. You know, yeah. we, we're seeing um, what's called Instagram dysmorphia now, which is, you know, oh where we, God. you know, because so much of the social media is image driven. And mm. if it's image driven and those images are false or filtered, as, as you pointed out, yeah. then, you know, people you know get very much you know dysmorphic kind of body image yeah ways of you know criticizing themselves and so we've got to kind of think about numerous parts of that and I think first and foremost we've got to help our young people feel where they really are and and tune into their own bodies and what that looks like Uh, we call that effective body image Mm. where they can kind of know how they really feel and and be accepting and compassionate to themselves because we all have good days and we all have bad days yeah that's right and that's okay so I have always been very you know positive body image blah 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 blah. and then I remember when when Parker was younger and she had a a bad day body image wise Mm. and I said to her well you know everyone has those days sometimes and she said I didn't know you had days like that because I'm always putting on the, you know what, well, I'm happy in my yeah. body. <laughs> you know what I mean? So even when I had the bad days, I'm pretending I'm having the good days, right? Oh, I love myself. And I'm like, oh, God, you need to lose a bit of weight yeah. here. I never, ever let her know that, that we all do have days. Even you have these days. Of course. It sort of shocked me when she said it. I was like, oh, fuck, you're right. I, yeah. I've never sort of let on. I've never shown any sign of weakness, <laughs> you know? So, yeah. Yeah, so so a little bit of balance is good in everything. Yeah. And, and, and isn't that fantastic that, I mean, I think – being really authentic in who we are mm. means being willing to let people really see us and that means really see all of us and you know I think it's so important to acknowledge that we're all human mm. and we're meant to be you know a human kind of being and experience all of the gamuts of life and that means highs and lows and mm. Fat and thin yeah. and yeah. good you know, days and bad days. Days, and bad days. days where you look hot and days that you don't. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Although we do want more of the hot. We but, do. Okay. We do. Yeah. Oh, God. It's, it's such a minefield. So in terms of tips, it's mm. really interesting. So one is I would say be really communicative with your you know, young adults or adolescents or teens or tweens and be interested in what they're following on social media and make Mm. sure that those things are really positive influences. And I don't mean always positive affirmations. I mean real stuff, you know. I kind of would like to think that people can do things that make them feel better genuinely and that's about practicing mindfulness and learning how to connect with yourself Mm. and connecting with others and having those people around you that are positive and and constructive and helpful like Mm. I've got great girlfriends and I encourage young people to have great great friends Mm. that can call you out on things too absolutely you know that's also important yeah even with body image we all kind of know when we really do need to rein some things in. Yeah, that's right. Because mm, that's we the do. other side of the coin, yeah. isn't it? Yes, that's right. We that's tend right. to not give ourselves enough credit for our gut feel. Yeah, absolutely. So it's not all head-driven. It's, yeah. We kind of know when we're not living up to our expectations, mm. when we're down in too many Cokes or, mm. or whatever else we're yeah. doing <laughs> yes. that's contributing. Yeah. 
I'm not yeah. saying we shouldn't have some accountability. Yeah, that's a, that's God, that's a whole podcast in itself. You're pushing the body positivity, which is a wonderful thing, but are you nourishing yourself properly and are you taking care of yourself properly? Yeah, it's a, that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> Might do that another day. Yeah, and that's we, a big one. That is a big it's a one. huge one. Because it's the other side of the coin where people yeah. don't want to hear that stuff. That, of course but, they don't. But of course... You do need to be accountable. Mm. You need to be accountable as a parent. You need to be accountable mm. at how you do look after your own mm. body because if you're a parent that's not looking after yourself, how can you expect your young people to do that? Do you agree with this? It has to be a whole family thing yeah, you, if that's yeah. the situation? Yeah, definitely. And, and I think, um, you know, I love talks like this because all of a sudden people go, oh, hang on a minute, like what could I do that would really support my family here? Mm. Guess what? It's not that hard. You look after yourself. That's the, the premise of it and it's just what does that look like and and we kind of know what we're meant to do we're yeah. just not damn well good at doing it yeah. I know. <laughs> oh i know yeah it's hard it's hard so with young people uh this is something parents don't like to hear they actually need lots of sleep go mm. figure <laughs> and more than that that makes them look good and healthy mm. and behave well at school and i would say that young people need to get plenty of sleep and guess what happens when they've got a mobile phone in their room so it's not just social media it's just even oh they're watching texting and chatting and watching movies the texts are bad because they're pinging all night you know people are they're they're in a group message Mm. So, so just some real practical things, you know, mm. when you've got young people and, and guess what parents, they won't like you for it, but they will love you later. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so, right. so sometimes, you know, parenting is tough and yeah. you do have to kind of make those decisions for them because they haven't got the cognitive capacity at a young age to do it for themselves. That's right. Yeah. You bought them the phone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Nine times out of oh, yeah. ten, Who's you, bought, for it? you bought right. the phone. Yeah, you've got to have boundaries around that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, so, so sleep. So sleep, good. sleep is critical. We know blue lights affect people's sleep, um, mm. which comes out of phones. Everyone knows this stuff now, so I'm not telling you anything yeah, that people don't yeah. know. Think about it and actually do something about it. You know, yeah. if, if your kids are struggling or get this, if they're starting to show signs where their mood's flat or they're a bit anxious – you know, look at it and go, well, what can I do that might smooth this down? Because mm. when you're starting to experience some of those things, that's the warning signs. Jump yes. on it then. Jump on it early. Check Ooh. in with their peers, you know, check in with how they're going with their friendships because yeah. in young people that's one of the biggest things oh. that, that tips them over the yeah. edge. Listen, oh. And it's, it, it, it's such a fluctuating concept yes. of friends. That's right. It all has it's another an impact, layer of complexity. Huge impact on our kids. Yeah, absolutely. And then we, we they all communicate it like straight away. So everyone's feeling quite hurt because all the messages are flying around yes. like, you know, no, don't sit with us. You know, we don't want you here. Mm. And yeah. so people are feeling rejected and I mean, and abandoned from their very friendship groups. And I'm sa- saying right now, that's not a friend. Just yeah. so you know. <laughs> I know. Just yeah. so you but know. Any young people, that, that doesn't constitute a friend. Yes. Yep. Yeah, wow. As we've talked about too, like lots of other simple things of just acknowledging when people are doing well and feeling well and not making that all about their physical appearance. Yes. Yeah. Um, this is such a – it's such a tough one, particularly – well, I think with little girls, you know, I know as a mum, I always said that to her when she was little, you know, you're so pretty, my pretty girl, mm-hmm. you know, all of this, I don't know why, but I'm, because I but genuinely, I genuinely believed it's, it. I it's, genuinely it's, believed it's, it's, it. It's pride. It's your kid. But that's right. We need to sort of stop. 
well, I guess maybe giving other compliments in relation to other things. Just balancing yeah. it out balance, a bit more. Yeah, back yeah. to balance. So, yeah. so you know, like it's, it's really interesting because they are amazing and our young people are just phenomenal how they dress and what they do now. Yeah. And I'm like, and I'm sure I wasn't that it, smart when they, you know. No, then. no. Oh, God. Oh, Amanda, like I was oh, I was ugly. <laughs> Look, average. De- <laughs> they're, they're, they've got it together now. That's Look, right. A solid five. Oh, I was about a two point five. Oh, you were I was not. one of those people that got better looking as I got older. Thank God. Oh. Well, I was laughing when you were saying about the perm because I I do remember experience as a young person where I used to have quite long blonde hair mm. and so I had a perm at quite a young age and I was called Dolly Parton for the next <laughs> six months. So good. It, it was terrible. As long like, as the eyebrows weren't permed. The old spiral. Oh, <laughs> the old spiral um, yeah. perm. God. Mm. Remember how crispy you put the gel, you know, to make it a bit crispy? Yeah, the thank, curls. Thank I, goodness we don't have that hairstyling product anymore. Amazing. I Amazing. did have a flat top at yes. the hairdresser and they had the hair with the spirit level to make sure oh, it was wow. flat. I thought they did. Yep. Oh, my God. Yeah, so the reason I didn't have a girlfriend until I was 17. <laughs> <laughs> but, yes, yeah, so giving compliments that are not based on appearance. Yeah. yeah. And, and also not just giving compliments but also making them about real things, which is something else we're thinking about. So we don't want to just give compliments for the sake of compliments' sake. Yes. We want to say, hey, you work really hard for that maths exam regardless of the score they got. Yes. Or, you know, acknowledging some of the things that people are doing well and building that internal self-concept and identity yeah. as a young person. So things that are actually tangible. Yes, and real. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, that's good. Mm. That's so in that way, we're kind of building this kind of person as an adult that's rounded and has got a grip on our earth and, yeah. and what that looks and feels like and can relate, get this, to real people. Um, I feel like, Amanda, these things that we're talking about, a lot of them come down to spending more time with your kids and being more present with your kids. Yeah, ab- absolutely. That, yeah. Um, and I know that's a big ask in this, it's very, this yeah, day yeah, and age. Tough, tough, tough. Yeah. So, so, and I hate the term quality time, mm. but what I, I would rather us think about is just being really authentic in the time we have yeah yeah you know let's yeah. let's just be really real yeah um with our kids and also let them see us because sometimes all of us have a hard day yeah and i think it's really healthy for them to see that we have emotions too <laughs> yeah uh, every now and again you know yeah. life's not looking so pretty because i'm very much a person that that doesn't show that like the other week when my dad was in hospital, yeah. you know, and I had one of those days where I was I was hanging on by a fucking thread, Amanda. Yeah. Like I just had to get through the day. And then what happened? I tried to do a deadlift and I couldn't lift the weight and I could lift it the week before and then I burst into tears. And you, you came know. in. Yeah, to the I came in and had a yeah. cry. But I didn't, I didn't let on because I do that thing too where I don't want to make Parker worry about things. Yeah. You know, so I try and shelter her from things like that, which is probably not the, the wisest thing to do, but that's what I was doing. I think as a parent that's a protectionist default. Mm. A- absolutely. And mm. it, as adults we've got to handle the adult stuff. Yeah, that's what I feel. But yeah. there's also a part where we go, hey, uh, I'm just a bit off my game today because Pops dad's in hospital. In hospital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, and helping them kind of see that we're okay with that. Yes, you know? yeah. And that as adults that we can step through stuff. Yeah. Yes. And it's okay. And so then when they're having trouble with their friends um, yes. at school, yes. that 
it's kind of like, well, we can step through that. But also the other little things, I guess, is just, you know, as, as we're talking, like just making sure that they're eating healthy and that they're getting outdoors and that they're kind of anchoring into, you know, their environment and that they're talking with real people, not just on, you know, social yeah. media or yeah. just on phones, you know, making sure that they know how to communicate, how to look people in the eye, yeah. all yes. those things that help them feel good about themselves. Anything that distracts you from living life, mm. that that's a worry, isn't it? Yeah. Anything yes. that distracts you from actually experiencing life as it really is because, I mean, we're all living and that's the whole point. So... Any of those things, Netflix, um, you know, it sounds like I'm really bagging a lot of electronics. <laughs> but uh, Yeah, net, but oh, we've got all the streaming. <laughs> yeah. And my, husband, no my husband's probably at home right now with the Netflix. You know, <laughs> right, right. So, we did a whole uh, podcast on TV shows. Is, yeah, <laughs> we did, we did. But it is a bit like it keeps saying, it keeps coming up, it's that balance, it's that balance. I like that. Distraction from life. Absolutely. That hits yeah, home. I think that's yeah. a really sound point. Mm. Absolutely. But mm. if you're distracted all the time, that's the thing. That's, yeah. that's the issue, isn't it? And the other part of it, and I'll probably just add it in, is that what we're seeing is lots of body dysmorphia amongst young men. Yeah. Mm. So, you know, um, our beautiful young fellows coming through, and as they're as you're saying, approaching high school where it's a bit more challenging, their hormones are may or may not have kicked in because everyone mm. grows at different rates mm, and, yeah. and that's, of course, normal. Mm. But, you know, as they're stepping through, we, we're seeing lots of presentations of young men that are really struggling with who they are, what their identity looks like, how to be a man in this world. Mm. And I'm like, bless, mate, you're only 14, you know. <laughs> like, know. But it is, but that has, and the reason, and again, your social, your Instagram, but it, it's that aesthetic, yeah, that but aesthetic that's right. male. That's right. But will any of those fitness images that you follow, yes. you know, you've got this guy and with, it's a six fitness, it's with the six-pack yep. with the delts and the shoulders and the biceps with the six-pack, and you've got the girl with the fake boobs and the Correct. tiny waist and the big bum, and this is what we're meant to look like. Yep. And, yeah it's, yeah, it's tough. And let's face it, one, no one looks like that. The other thing is if, if people do look like that, they're, they're living in the gym, living in the gym, you know, eating at chicken and buddy broccoli and rice out of a container. It doesn't um, sound fun, does it? No, it's not fun. It's not. I've that's, never done every, it, though. Let, let, <laughs> <laughs> said, listen, listen. My uh, lack of six-pack is <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. testament to that. I have not done that in no, my life. No, but I. that's exactly right. It's interesting because that's right. The male image of what a man should look like Completely, is... Completely. And, and that has increased tenfold. Oh, my God. Like... It's phenomenal. And at 15, you know, yeah, like at it's, 15, it's Jesus ridiculous. You know, it's like, like, God, the, honey. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen a 15 yes. year old? Yeah. You know, like. You're like a little bean pole. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know. It's really interesting when you think about as women come through because I'll have women that come to talk to me that are struggling with body image. And I'll be like, well, you know, and they'll have some like, you know, I want to be back with this weight. And I'm like, oh, and I'm like, it always ends in a five or a zero. Have you noticed yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, but more than that, just is this trap. And I'll say, well, when were you last, you know, 55 kilos right. or 60 kilos? And they're like, oh, when I was Six, 12. Yes, when I was 16. Mm. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. You know, you, you, your freaking hips haven't even. I get this all the time in the gym, this magic number, magic number yeah, that yeah. you used to weigh or you need to weigh. What about that weighing, kids? What about that? You must have seen my <laughs> eyes roll at that point. <laughs> that stunned, that yeah, stunned look. Like I just heard 
the word like weighing and mm. I just yeah nearly fell over backwards because mm. you look at yourself and mm. you look at your kids and you go do you look healthy or not mm. and if you're not what do you need to do because it might be actually some nutrition that they need yeah. certainly weighing is not not kosher not okay anymore no. like yeah, yeah that's right yeah, just not ridiculous. needed just yeah. look look at your kid how they look yeah. in is if their school is, uniform's not fitting you know that was that was the thing with me when I was a kid. So I have um, I have like two families, Amanda, and my family in Sydney, which is my biological dad. I, I used to go and visit them, and my nana and my granddad, and they are um, Yugoslavian and Ukrainian. So you can imagine the food, right? So I go. It's like, delicious. When I but, was a little, know, when I was a little, it's kid, a once a year thing. Was, <laughs> well, we go, we go once a year, and you eat and you leave. You're like you need to unbutton your pants. There are Arancini balls are the size of cricket balls. Yeah, yeah, it's it's and schnitzel. You know, it's yeah. really good food. Sounding but when, amazing. But when yeah, I was yeah. a little kid, I would go on holidays for like two <laughs> weeks, right? And I would get home, and my mum would get one look at me. She'd go, "Go in and try on that school uniform." <laughs> Never going to get in it. <laughs> I'd waddle out. You know what it would be all like this around the time. I mean, I'd be like this little sad little face. She'd be like on the phone, you know, you always fucking feed her to <laughs> And it would be terrible and I'd be out there jumping on the trampoline like, trying to get myself. And mum would have the shits because you have to buy me another school uniform. Like it's bad. It's bad. I get it. But you just don't want to make a big deal out yeah. of these things, do you? It's, it, I think that's the thing too, commenting on – commenting on kids bodies oh okay yeah, yeah. so yeah we so need to touch on this because i again i think it's kind of a case of like how do we guide this and mm. be really positive and helpful you know you've got to be playful with your kids yeah. you've got to use Make humor you've go got to yeah you've got to kind of get on, on the gravy train i reckon mm. you know like yeah. you're big on the humor yes using humor to yeah, diffuse. Yeah, yeah to diffuse situations yeah or the, that's my go-to in my toolkit yeah, it is. Good toolkit. Yeah, like so dads that are listening, go yeah, for this toolkit. That's kit. right. When your kid's freaking out about something, like you always manage to, I always manage to hear laughing coming from the bedroom, you know, if there's a bit of a meltdown over something. Bit of a bomb squad situation. You don't know whether if you're going to cut the red cord, it's going to heighten it You're going with the best of intentions. <laughs> Just, as you know, as just the clock's walk, ticking just, you know, down, yeah. you know, you're back out, you know, like Homer from The Simpsons, just walk out backwards and shut the door. <laughs> I've caused a real scene. I'll text you later. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Um, what else, Kev? I was going to ask, because today's day and age, there would be a lot more, not only in your traditional nuclear family of a, of a father or mother, oh, but yes. they're single fathers, the same-sex fathers who mm, potentially totally. have yes. have females, ad- adolescents growing up. Yeah, absolutely. It can be a little bit difficult from a male perspective to navigate the female adolescent. And correct me if I'm wrong, Amanda, but sometimes dads and daughters, there can be, not through anyone's fault of their own, but a little bit of a disconnect as the daughter moves into those yeah. teenage years. I feel like sometimes I see it, like it hasn't happened in our family, but I, I've seen it in other families. Is like as soon as girls become, um, you know, they start to womanly. menstruate womanly, yeah. womanly mm. right? The, the hugs slow down and mm. the, the, the physical contact sort of stops, you know, because the dad's like, oh, essentially in my mind, they're still a little fucking girl. You're still their fucking dad. I, I remember I said that to you. Like, I was like, just don't ever, don't let that kind Connection. of happen. Yeah. Don't let that happen, yeah. you know, because they're no different to who they were three years ago just because they're growing into a woman. Like, it's actually more important. So remembering yes. that we want our 
well, if, if we're talking about our young girls in, yeah. in this part of the podcast, that we're talking about we want them to go into healthy relationships and yeah. that means having a healthy relationship with their dad. Now, mm. if it gets to a point where there's a disconnect mm. because dad's not getting it or... Yeah. Well, or, he just feels, or he's he not, just feels, feels awkward. He just yeah. feels yeah. awkward. I think mm. most of the time they actually want to do the right thing. They just feel... But they just feel a bit awkward or potentially don't know how to go about it. And I think, you know, when you think about being a man in this world right now, it's actually really tough. Mm. And so that's a whole other talk that we should <laughs> yeah, do. Yeah, I know. But, List but, of podcasts we can do, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But what's kind of good about this is what I would say is find pathways to connect in. Yeah. Find anchor points where you both meet on the same space. Yeah, I you love know, that. If you if you like doing, I don't know, sport. whatever it is, sport yeah. together, Footballs. make sure you do that together. Yeah. You know, find spaces where it's just you and your young person because those links are going to serve them well in their future yeah. relationships and they're so critical for them f- to find the right partner. Talk to them when you're in the car, you know, like because yeah. you find more out through your young people when you're in the car and they're just oh. kind of, you know, looking out the window. You find more about their week, what's happening always, for them always. in those kind of scenarios. But that's right. If you're a dad, maybe maybe do the school run, or maybe if you're able to, if you're Absolutely. able to try and because they're those they're those moments that mums tend to have with kids all the time. They're quiet moments. Well, a lot of mums do. A lot of mums don't. There's a beautiful piece of work that's called Circle of Security, and it's about how do we actually be with them in where they're at and see joy in their world, not our world, not. Them yeah. doing what we want yeah. them to do, <laughs> yes, not doing yes. our sport because that's yes, our sport yes. that we're interested in. How do we actually vest in them? And, and yeah. it was interesting when I reflected on it because I realised that I've actually done three decades, and that seems a long time. I know of soccer every winter, <laughs> <laughs> now known as football. I still yeah. don't know how many players are on a field. Oh, but wow. but every winter I you have do the run, you I, sit down there. I have done soccer. Look, yeah. I, I am at Bonafide, soccer mum. qualified soccer mum. Yeah, yeah. I can cut oranges. I can do all, all, all the things with the best of them. Yeah, and I cheer apparently inappropriately at times, but that's okay. That's yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. It, yeah. So, ma- so making sure that dads is having that uh, connection. Normal, yeah, connection. We won't say quality time, but that connection with the kids. Stepping into where they're at, not where mm. we're at. Yeah, that's where right. At. That's right. And, and guess what? For all the parents out there, it'll actually um, make you young at the same time. Like make I am, yeah, awesome yeah, yeah. on you know all those current trends, and you need to yeah, do that. So it's, it's, get with the program. It's so interesting, yeah. and it's interesting that meeting them where they're at, not where you want them to be, because I think a lot of parenting is spent you trying to get your kids to do what you need them to fucking do for you to get through the day. Yeah. As a mum, you're just like, come on, everybody get in the car. Do this. Like you, you don't get to sort of do that. So yeah. it's 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 a hard it's one. It's an easier path. Of course it is. And it's hard if you've got a few kids. It's of easy. Course. We've got one kid. I think it's definitely easier if you've got like one or two kids rather than like I must admit, a whole my, other thing. my husband and I have eight children. Do you really? Oh, we we are holy shit. Yeah, you know what? And it's like damn busy. But oh my God, they're, Amanda. they're all adults and they're What's um, the age gap? We're, like give me a quick well, rundown. Well, there's my husband had four and I have four yeah, and then so we bought blended. this amazing family together and they are amazing. Yeah. 
And that's shit. outstanding. That's bigger than the Brady Bunch. It, we they are. only brought three each to the table. <laughs> <laughs> You've gone one better. Out that's down insane. the Brady. Wow. <laughs> Couldn't even get that into the squares of nine. You no, can't. You actually, can't actually we, we should do a film clip you, like that because yeah, we would be like photo. the guns off. Totally. Amazing. That's a Christmas photo, Christmas card photo. Yes, if ever I look, if I'm looking up and down. In Zoom. Yeah. It's, it's the do year Zoom for card. it. Yeah, take a photo. That's what you should do. That's amazing. God, eight kids. Wow. Okay. Yeah. It's not like we've not got practice at the parenting thing. Yes, I'm a psychologist, but yeah. we're pretty well practiced on the parenting. Yeah, sure. And grandparenting, you know, yeah, so yeah. yeah. It's awesome. We've gone through a fair bit, Amanda. I'm, I'm glad you accepted our request to come in. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> otherwise, making things up. Otherwise, we would have had a fifteen-minute podcast. Yes, of me, of made up things that I think yeah. you should do. You've written notes down. I have because I just want everyone to take note. The first one that I thought was really important was the sleep. Social media, being aware of what they're viewing and reducing the amount of time they're spending on it. Absolutely. So you know what's really great is I'm on social media. Everyone yeah. knows that, but. At the same token, I can kind of really honestly reflect and go of the, you know, hours I spend, how much of that's actually value? Probably like 10 minutes. Can I think too, it's that information overload all the time. Definitely. Being stimulated mm-hmm. constantly, constantly. Yeah. Connection, spending time, not, we're not saying quality time, what are we saying? Well, we're saying connection <laughs> time and what yes. we're saying is actually being totally vested yes. in where our young people are at. Not yeah. where we're at, where they're at. Put your it's, phone down, parents. Yeah, that's Put your totally phone down, parents. Put the Is it a form of mindfulness? Definitely in the mindful. Moment. So mindful, practicing acceptance, being kind, compassionate, being involved in their world, not our world. Sure. You were saying it's not so much about the amount of time, but about the connection that's made yeah. in the time that you have. It's so like if you're a busy parent, you can still totally. nail this. Yeah. If you if you're mindful of mm. yourself then when i'm mindful i'm 100 percent with whoever i'm with yes how awesome is that and yeah. how often do our young people need to feel that we're 100 percent with them phones down phones down this is this is huge for parents and i knew that i was doing it on my phone and she puck will come in and talk to me so we need to be like i have been more mindful yeah. of it put your actual phone down what was that darling what do you you know yeah. i tell you i've can't come up with a new concept what? Phones down Fridays. Ooh, yes! I'm liking it. I'm liking like it. Like a Friday afternoon. Phones yep. down Fridays. Phones down Fridays. We should do it. Put them up on the thing. Phones, phones down Fridays. Phones, phones down, down Fridays. Heaven. Love it. Patent Love that. pending. <laughs> <laughs> Nutrition and modelling good health, healthy habits. Really. Absolutely. So, yeah. so sometimes this, sometimes the body image can come from all of these things has nothing to do with the, the physical size of the mm. child, but sometimes it is to do with the fact that the kid doesn't feel good because they're, they're heavy and they're not eating the right foods and they're not exercising and all those mm. type of things. So it can be a bit from column A and column B, but you can at least do your bit by feeding them well and setting a good example, eating well yourself and, Absolutely. and those type yeah. of things. Yeah, yeah so that Absolutely. old monkey see, monkey do. Dad's not pulling away from kids? No, nope. definitely. From daughters Step particularly Step in, up. Dad. Step, Step in. in. Yeah, lean in, lean in. Lean in. Um, the other one, not commenting obviously on children's bodies as they develop, as they're changing, not making comment on them and not putting your own – body image issues or insecurities onto your child through whether it's through clothing suggestions or or 
commenting on their body. It's been a pleasure to have you on for what is our 50th episode. I feel quite honoured now. I feel like a very special guest. Yes, (laughs) you are, you are. If If you want to become an official friend of the show, we can then tap you on the shoulder at some stage to come and join us. Only if you'll have us though. Absolutely. Uh, that'd be awesome. And I must admit, the pink room is it's really awesome as well. Because yeah. this is Parker's childhood bedroom. This is the colour she wanted it painted. So we never painted it back when she moved out it's of it. It's beautiful. So, yeah, I'm like, I can work with this. How amazing is Amanda? We're very, very lucky to have her on the podcast. All of the points we talked about today are things that I think that most parents can relate to. And I think they're not necessarily just about body image, but about confidence in kids, hey? Yep. It's also about awareness in parents too. Absolutely. Because that's the biggest thing from our childhood and a lot of people's childhood. Mm, that grew up in the 70s, it's through 80s, no, it, 90s. It's through no fault of our parents because they weren't aware. No, and they did the best that they knew times, what to do. Times are different. Parents are much more aware. Yeah, and we parent very, very different. We're much more hands-on. Well, m- most people I know are. When we were kids, you and I both probably had anxiety as kids. Yeah. But, geez, that was never God. No. <laughs> Listen. Like. Fuck. <laughs> you're just a bit of a shit of a kid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. Don't be fucking stupid. That's right. Don't be fucking stupid. Get in the car, we're going. Or don't be fucking yeah. Like my, my childhood was, you know, just fucking don't be fucking stupid. It wasn't given any time, but. Or come on, you're right. Yeah, you're come right, Come on, you're right. You're right, mate. Come on, come on. We live in a different world too. Exactly. Where now we are aware of. People are more. Of anxiety and depression and correct. mental health issues. Across the board, whereas this wasn't, this wasn't even fucking talked about no. back in those days. So, if you had a kid that was a bit odd or that was struggling, or yeah, it was well, really, adults. It was never talked about adults. Never, never. It was just had a breakdown, mm. nervous breakdown. That's what they. That well, what I, they I, I I always that's wondered. Act, that's actually, they did. They turn. said they said oh, he's had a nervous breakdown. My uncle had a nervous breakdown once. Mm. One of my uncles. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. You know, Uncle Sansa's had a nervous breakdown. I'm thinking, oh, God, this is bad. It doesn't sound good, does no, it? No, it sounds like everything's fucking just shattered. It itself. sounds very painful. <laughs> <laughs> All your nerves are broken yeah. down. PTSD yes. with war veterans. It used to just yes. be shell shock. Yeah, wow, a bit shell shocked. Good God, I'd say so. <laughs> fucking fuck. Amazing. That's it's the amazing. One, it's the one thing I would never want to do is go to war. Oh, that, let's talk anxiety. That, to me as a kid, was the biggest bit of anxiety. You're lucky you got a bung eye. Correct! (laughs) Correct! Is that what you were going to be online? I realised (laughs) that I couldn't be enlisted. Yeah, good. Because to be a soldier, I'd be medically unfit. Yes. Yes. Bung eye, thank God. Sensational. We were talking about that last night, things that terrified us as kids. Oh, what was yours? <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. What was it? We're talking about... Yeah, fear, childhood fears. Childhood yeah. fears. And yours was being murdered in your was, bed. Mine was being bludgeoned in my bed because I watched a lot of horror movies. So I had rules like as in all the sheets had to be... I had to be complete... Like I could never have a foot hanging out because that would be just chopped off. Or I couldn't have a hand that would be severed off. And then it would be... I used to cover myself with teddy bears. Like I would... I remember... You remember E.T., the toy E.T.? He was good to go under the neck. Oh, he, he, had pre- a, he, he had a funny shape. He had a slum neck. Yeah, he, he had a little, a little rounded sort of shape, remember? So his yeah. little head would go one side of his body. That would protect the neck. 
I needed to have – I used to cover myself in teddy bears. Listen, listen. If this isn't a kid that needed to go to a psychologist, I, I don't fucking know what was. I'd cover myself in teddy bears, then put the sheets and I'd tuck the sheets all around and that was my protection so I wouldn't get sliced and diced in my bed at night. Yep. But yours was what? Mine was <laughs> someone breaking in while I was at my grandmother's house. <laughs> yeah. Only at my grandmother's yeah, house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because at, da- at your home you had your dad to protect you. That didn't come into it. <laughs> my rationale was that because my grandmother lived in Brisbane mm. and Brisbane was the city yes. and there are a lot of bad people in the city. Yes, because you're a country kid. Because yes. I was a country kid and therefore if I went there, I've just got my grandma. She lives alone yes. and me. We're fucked. Yes, I'm a little kid and my grandma. Yeah, I know. And it, it's, so listen, it listen, was it's kind of true too. Every time I went there on holidays, mm. every night before bed, oh. the the heart rate would start. I just think, God, let us get through this night. Just let us get through. How bad is it? Oh, terrible. And then I said to you, certainly I certainly makes I, for a relaxing time away at grandma's, doesn't it? When you're an overthinking, yeah. when you're an overthinking, overthinking child. Yeah. And I used to do the. Um, I was telling you last night, the, I used to pray, you know, listen, so E.T. around the neck, you know, covered in fucking teddy bears, sheets tucked in firmly, head under the sheet, head had to be under two because if your head was exposed, it could be lopped off. And then I'd do the, now I lay me down to sleep, I pray the Lord my soul to keep. And if I die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul do take. That's a bit And I, it was last night we were talking about, I'm like, that is as morbid as it fucking gets. Yeah. Covered in teddy bears, doing that. And that's just on a regular night for me as a kid. The fuck? Like a regular Tuesday. <laughs> Send help. <laughs> oh, Amanda, where were you then? <laughs> Childhood trauma. Childhood trauma, yeah. ET around the neck. Van's got an old ET toy. That's what you can use One it for. Other, we did speak about that last night Stop too. your neck from getting slushed. My worst was watching shows like Australia's Most Wanted. Yeah, probably well, you're at your grandma's in Brisbane. In Brisbane, yeah. on people, criminals on the run. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, was, I was the same. I was a very morbid kid like that. I watched those shows and I watched a lot of horror movies and things and I remember walking, like I used to walk, live near Southgate, I used to walk to Southgate and I was like, you know, that's, that's a car that probably has like, kids in the back of that boot, like in that boot. Like I, I yeah. think up all these horrible stories on my way. It's terrible. 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 I, I'll be on my bike and be like fanging that fucking fast. <laughs> like, you know, like as fast as you can fucking go. Yep. Yeah. Yep. To yep. go down and get the fucking bread and milk. <sighs> fucking even, fast. Even to the point, I had Nightmare on Elm Street's on Ugh, VHS. Fuck, I hated that. But I hid the videos in Dad's shed. Yes. Just to get them out of the house. Yeah. Like the videos yeah. themselves. Yeah. I'd still watch yeah. them, but I didn't want the videos yeah. in the house. Yeah, yeah, I know. I used to do stuff like that too. It's and he weird. found them. He said, what are they doing there? Oh, it's Freddy Krueger, you can't get me if they're there. He didn't have his big shed at that stage. It was a dinky old fuck. It was a horror movie in itself. <laughs> it was dark and dank and like there would have been snakes and shit hanging. Like uh. it was fucking. If if you were going to torture someone, yeah, Dad's bottle green fucking shed <laughs> was where it would happen. Was where it would happen, and I decided to hire them there because that's a good idea. <laughs> Freddie Krueger can pick up a few swords and things <laughs> when he comes to life before he lurches up to the house. Never been more thankful to be in my forties than I have after this conversation. I know a grown adult that doesn't live in a creepy fucking house <laughs> or a city filled with crime. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think we should probably end it there for the 50th. I think so. Yeah. There's a rainbow outside. Perfect way to end it, I say. Mm. Thank you again for listening. Hope you enjoy your week. Yes. Whenever that is, you get to listen to it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> can be six months from now. Could be 2021. Hopefully better days ahead. <laughs> we'll speak to you next week. <laughs>